Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like school districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice, curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poteaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Ashley Barlow Company Podcast. I'm Ashley Barlow, your host. If you are a parent, 
A teacher or someone who works at a school, or you're a community member, a volunteer or a staff member at an organization that supports people with special education plans, a coach, a tutor, or even a grandparent, you're in the right place. Sit back with an ice cold glass of lemonade, put on your walking shoes and grab some headphones, roll down the windows and cruise. Ready, set, go. Educate, advocate, collaborate. Welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow and I'm so happy you're here. Happy Thanksgiving week. Oh my goodness, we made it to the holiday season. This has been a weird year for everybody in education. It has been a weird year for teachers, for parents, for the students, for school staff, administrators, for everybody. There's stress this year like nobody's business. And I think the stress is way, way harder because it's very different. The decisions that we have to make as parents are decisions that educators and administrators are making on a daily basis, but they're making them for a lot more people and they are also making them with liability in mind. If we make a decision and somebody gets sick, somebody gets sick, and that is a significant liability. But as schools are making decisions, they are making them with legal liability in mind, which is a different stress. It's not a better stress or a worse stress. It is simply different. And so today, what we are going to talk about is we are going to talk about gratitude. Because one of the things that always makes me feel better is when somebody says to me, hey, I see you, I appreciate you, and I am thankful for what you are doing. I'm thankful for how you are contributing to this team, to this environment, to our community. And friends, we serve on IEP teams. If you have found my podcast, you are on an IEP team. You might be a related service professional like an OTPT or speech therapist. You might be a teacher or an administrator. You might be a parent or a grandparent or a guardian. But I bet you have sat at an IEP table or two. And you know that the IEP team is just that, a team. And in order to work as a team, of course, we have to have that ideological conflict that we talk about so often, particularly when I talk about that book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni. But we also have to have gratitude. We have to have the, the piece of the teamwork that says, I see you, I appreciate you, and I'm grateful for what you bring to the team. And so I want to talk a little bit about my experience as a teacher, and I also want to give you a couple of ideas about how to express gratitude as a team member yourself. Before we do that, this episode is launching on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and tomorrow, on Wednesday, we are starting a Black Friday sale. So be sure to check us out on social media or to pop over to the website to get discounts on all of the products in my um library, as well as a big announcement about the Special Education and Advocacy Lab. Hint, hint, it's going to be on sale and there's more news. 
And in addition to that, I am going to reopen the ABC course, Advocacy, Business, and Concepts in Special Education. And that will be open for enrollment in just a very brief time period, but I've actually added another lesson. So you'll remember that the ABC course has four units. There are in each unit, there are three lessons. So unit one has a lesson on advocacy, a, a lesson on business startup or business development, and then it has a lesson on concepts in special education, like manifestation determination reviews or behavior, restraint and seclusion, those kinds of issues. And so each unit has an A, a B, and a C. And when I first launched the ABC course in October, I launched it with four units. So there's 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A, all the way straight through with the business and the special education concepts as well. And for this Black Friday deal, what I am doing is I am launching the ABC course again, this time with 5A because every time we launch the ABC course, we are going to add more content for you. And so I'm giving you a sneak peek into the next round of enrollment with 5A. Be sure to check out the website if you're interested in learning more about special education advocacy, whether you're approaching it as a parent or as an advocate or as somebody else at the IEP table. I'm so excited to share those Black Friday sales with you. Let's pop back over and talk about gratitude for a second. I was thinking about gratitude today as I was preparing for this podcast, and I thought, how did my teachers, or pardon me, how did my students tell me that they were grateful for me? And a couple of memories came to mind. And really what came to mind was the gifts that I look at every year as I decorate my Christmas tree. I have a couple of homemade ornaments and a couple of ornaments that were purchased by students that really make me feel special even now. And I haven't been a classroom teacher in over, oh, close to 20 years. I left the classroom in 2003 to go to law school. So what are those gifts? Well, one of them is this little worm. Um, it's like a little clay worm, um, the little girl, made um, kind of like little balls out of clay and she painted them different colors and she stuck them together in a little caterpillar shape. And it's so sweet because it goes along with a song that we used to sing for the colors in German. I was a German teacher and this was a kindergarten student. And not only does it go along with the song, but it actually matched my poster that I got out when I sang the song. I was a traveling teacher, so I carried a suitcase. The suitcase had bumper stickers from Germany on it, um, and I would care. And I had lots of different visuals because I only spoke spoke German, and so I had puppets that would speak German with me to practice conversation, and I had posters and all of those things. And one of the posters was this caterpillar, and I would point to the colors when we sang the color song. And this sweet little girl made this little polymer clay caterpillar to match my poster. And it was one of the sweetest things that I got. And every year when I put it on my tree, I think about her and I think about how grateful her family must have been to take the time to make something like that for me. Something that cost just a couple of dollars was it made continues to make an impact on my life now, almost 20 years later. 
I also got a gift that was um, another, this one was purchased and it's clay and it is a little German village. And I have no idea where the family bought this and I really don't even remember the name of the student who got it for me. But I do know that somebody cared enough to get me a little thing that looked like it was from Germany and to say thank you. And so when I hang that one on the tree, I have these fond memories of being a teacher. Something that you could probably pick up at Target nowadays for $7.99 still has an impact on me. And that's kind of the point that I want to make in today's podcast. Teaching is not a particularly gratitude-filled career. Kids don't walk up to teachers every day, particularly in elementary school. And I would imagine in middle school, I taught in middle school um, for one year, and I don't think that I experienced a whole lot of gratitude from the kids or frankly from the parents. Maybe by the time kids get to high school, they say to their teachers, hey, thanks. Oh my gosh, that lesson was so interesting. I really enjoyed it. There's probably a way for a high schooler to say that without brown nosing. And there's definitely a way for a high school to express it um, gracefully so that the teacher sees that they enjoy an experience and they are learning from the experience without them being obnoxious and telling them how much they enjoy it. But truly as a teacher, what you want is you want somebody to say whether or not you're doing it well, whether or not your kids are enjoying it, whether or not your kids are picking it up. And here's the difference in education that is that is different from so many other careers. So if you work in business, you probably have a boss, a manager or a supervisor or somebody that gives you projects. And then at the end of the project, you get feedback. So you do something and you get feedback. Or you might have a job that you do something similar day in and day out. But you probably have like a quarterly meeting with your manager or your boss or somebody that oversees your work. And maybe you're kind of graded or evaluated on some kind of metric. Like, um, I don't know how much money you bring into the company or how long you can keep somebody on the phone to maintain those relationships or what the customer service um, records say about you from the people that take those um, surveys after they have experiences with you. You're probably evaluated on those things. And in a lot of our jobs, our income is tied to our performance. So we get a little bonus if we're doing a good job. Our income might be merit-based. In my world, I work with referrals. And so I know I'm doing a good job if somebody gives me a referral. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, my neighbor was so happy about the work that you did for them, and I've got a really similar issue, and I hear that you're the person that can help me, I then know that the neighbor was satisfied with the the work. In education, that simply doesn't happen. Teaching is a fairly thankless job. I remember because I taught kindergarten, I thought to myself, okay, I'm evaluated once a year by my principal. And I was a brand new teacher. I had a lot to learn. I was very far from perfect. But in three years of teaching, 
I did four different portfolios. I had to do a portfolio my first year in, Lu in Louisville um, for the district and also a portfolio for Kentucky, for my Kentucky licensure. I had um, also, by the way, done a portfolio for student teaching. And then I left Louisville and I taught in Cincinnati and I had to do a portfolio because I was new to that district. And I also considered starting my national board certification and was starting to work on that portfolio. So I had done all of this work and I had been evaluated by even extra people. But nobody gave me one piece of constructive criticism. Nobody ever said to me, you know, you could do this better. Or have you ever thought about this behavior management strategy? Or could you um, look into this continuing education and see if you could improve in this particular area? I had written curricula. I had um, managed extracurriculars. And of course, I had taught and nobody ever offered me any constructive criticism. People said, well, you're doing a great job. And that was about it. A bunch of five out of fives on evaluation reports. Well, sure, I was pleased with that, but it didn't really ever tell me that I was doing a good job or that I could even do a better job. I felt like I was in this very stagnant place and I was only three years into my career. And I share this with you because this is the environment in which teachers work. They are evaluated once a year, their stuff gets put on a form, they get very little constructive criticism, they get very little idea about how to do a better job. And then in the case of special education, they have to go to meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And they have loads and loads of paperwork. And they have to communicate, special education teachers have to communicate with all of those general education teachers to pick up on all of the general education content and to modify it all. And oh my gosh, are they overworked. And I would imagine that the gen ed teachers say, hey, you're doing a great job and thanks for all the hard work that you're doing for this student in my class. And I would imagine that their aides and assistants say the same thing. And maybe occasionally the cafeteria monitor says, gosh, I saw you deescalate that child and that was really great. I wish I could learn how to do that. Will you help me? Maybe they do get complimented, but is there true gratitude? <clears throat> is there a true expression of thanks? Thanks for what you're doing for our school community. I just don't know if it's there. And I think it is so, so important. So I share my own experience with you and the experiences that I have seen in schools as I go as a special education attorney, as I went as the daughter of a teacher, and as I continue to, to experience as I talk to my friends that are teachers. And so this is how we can affect change in our own teams. We can not only be grateful in our hearts, but we can also express gratitude. I think it is so important. This is a hill I am willing to die on. And so sometime during this holiday season, I encourage you to say to everybody on your child's team, I see you. You are doing a good job and I am grateful for the work that you are doing. I am grateful that you show up to school day in and day out and that you continue to try. I am grateful that you are here. Now, there might be some circumstance, you might be listening to this and saying, I am not grateful for that person. They are doing a terrible job. 
at least you can say, I am happy to be on a team with you because like it or not, you are on the team with that person and you must communicate with that person. And so as part of the team, you can extend the leadership to start with gratitude. I am grateful that we are on this team together and I look forward to working together with you to plan the next IEP or to continue to support my little, my little Jack in his education. How do we express that gratitude? It can be big or it can be small. You know, one of the things that Jack and I do is we do monthly gifts for his um, school team, for his gen ed teacher, his special education teacher, oftentimes his two assistants and his speech therapist. We, I send in just a little something once a month. If I've been out of town, I might get, you know, um, some caramels or some saltwater taffy or some, I don't know, some little treat from out of town. But if I'm in town, um, or if, if, you know, Jack and I have some time on a Sunday, we usually bake something and then we do a craft to go along with it. So we might do um, turkeys and, and glue feathers onto a turkey. And then we might do some pumpkin bread to go with that. We might do just an apple or some chocolates or some cookies, any kind of little treat that we can take, and then just a little expression of gratitude. And what I try to do is I try to find something for which I'm grateful each month, some little thing where a teacher did something and I thought, oh, that's nice. I'm happy to have that. Thanks so much for, um, you know, these awesome study guides that we're getting now. The study guides are super duper helpful and I'm so happy to see Jack's grades have improved. Whatever it is, I try to just say a little something um, to express my gratitude. I hope that this strategy works for you. I have so many people that come to me and say they just won't listen to me. They don't take my input as a parent or a guardian seriously. I'm at my wit's end. And I always tell them to start by being a true team member, by expressing your gratitude and by making sure that you let them know that you notice when they do a good job. I hope this helps you, friends. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Don't forget to check out the Black Friday sale. Treat yourself to the gift of advocating for your child. And I will see you next week, same time, same place.